Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. I'm so happy you've joined us today. We have another wonderful guest with us, and we're going to be talking about the... um, topic of bullying, how to deal with bullies for our children and also for us as adults too because there are adult bullies also. Our guest today is Helen, um, uh, Janet Heller, excuse me, um, and she is a, an author of a great book that I have here with me, um, How the Moon Regained Her Shape. It's a book about bullying and I'll give you a little background about Janet. She is an assistant professor with um, English and the Women's Study Department at the Western Michigan University. Janet has earned her doctorate in English uh, language and literature at the University of Chicago and is an established writer and poet. She lives in Kalamazoo, Michigan, with her husband. Welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much. Janet, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, um, you wrote this book. We're going to talk about the book, but we're going to really give away some really good tips that people want to write down about how to deal with bullies because this is, this is a pretty important topic. And, and you have some personal experience with bullying, don't you? Yeah, I uh, when I was very young, my parents moved from one city to another, and I was a totally new student in afternoon kindergarten in the new city, and I just got bullied from all directions. Um, the other kids in the class had known one another from morning kindergarten, and all of a sudden there was a skinny new girl in class, mm-hmm. and at first they wouldn't play with me at all during recess. And um, one little boy would push me down. A little, little boy would pinch me and throw stones at me. And um, But the worst, actually, was a little girl who would um, make fun of me every day during recess by saying, You're so skinny, I can see right through you. Mm. And today I might take that as a compliment because I'm a middle-aged lady. <laughs> but at the time, um, because I, it was, became like brainwashing, I thought mm. there was something terribly wrong with my body mm. because I was hearing this insult every day. Mm-hmm. And that's got to be so hard. Is there a certain age that bullying, how old were you at this time? I was five. You're five years old. Is that an age that, that bullying's going on a lot? Or I mean, it happens all through life. But um, is there a certain age, do you think, that, uh, that bullying is prevalent more than others? I'm not sure there's any one age. I I think that kids need to learn to be more open-minded to new people or people mm-hmm. who look different from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I This little girl who was taunting me every day about my body uh, bothered me more than the other things. Eventually, the uh, exclusion from activities subsided and people started playing with me once they mm-hmm. got used to me because I'm not a terrible person. Sure. Um, it took them a while to learn that just because I was new didn't mean I was terrible. Well, but um, yeah. And, and uh, eventually the, the physical bullying by the boys subsided. I knew how to deal with that. But mm-hmm. um, with this little girl's remark, because there was a grain of truth in it, I was skinny and I knew mm-hmm. I was skinny, mm-hmm. I really didn't know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And um, many schools now have programs that teach kids what bullying is. I didn't even know that this constituted bullying. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know how to classify this. Mm-hmm. So you and I knew, I, had never, I knew I'd never done anything nasty to this yeah. little girl. Did you tell your parents at all, or did you tell anybody? Or? Um, I didn't tell anybody, but one day I came home from school crying, and my mom asked what had happened, and I told her about this little girl. 
uh, making fun of me every day. And my mom gave the line that many parents give, sticks and stones can break my bones, but names can never hurt me. Mm. We know and that's not true. <laughs> I've, I've talked to psychologists now, and they end that rhyme differently. They say, and names can break my heart. Mm. And that's really more what it was doing to me. Mm-hmm. It was just... Um, I was just totally baffled by the situation, and I seriously thought there was something wrong with my body. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are doing that. We see an anorexia too, and and you know, there's a report out that you had sent over to us that 30 percent of the U.S. students fall victim to bullies or bullying other children uh, in a year. And they they estimate about 70 um, uh, percent over uh, uh, a child's. Uh, the, the, the whole time a kid is a child, there's roughly a 70, 75% chance that that kid will get bullied. Wow. What can we do to protect our kids, though, from, from this thing? I mean, some of this helps kids, but I don't, I don't advocate it at all. Um, I know when my kid's been bullied, uh, you know, I've given him some techniques to help out with that. My son was really bullied in school when he was in fifth grade, and he was short, and now he towers over all of them. But um, what um, what kind of things can we, how can we te- first tell that there is bullying going on if the kids don't say anything? I just want to first say, I don't think you can totally protect kids from bullying, but mm-hmm. I think you can do what you do, which is assist them mm-hmm. um, after they've been bullied. Um, you, you can, of course, build up a child's self-esteem, but I, I don't really think you can protect people any more than you can say to a kid, you know, you're going to go through life and everything's going to be, a, you know, a bed of roses. But mm-hmm. it, um, a lot of it is keeping communication lines open with the child mm-hmm. and making the child comfortable to talk to you about bullying. My mom sort of shut down communication by what she said. Mm-hmm. She was sort of implying that I was overreacting. Mm. Um, and so I never talked to her anymore about the bullying. What I really needed was advice from her. Mm-hmm. I, I would have really welcomed it if she would said, well, you know, um, I'm an adult, and if you want, you know, we can talk about, you know, how you're handling the bullying, and I might give you some advice on um, things you might do. And mm-hmm. I think would probably have said, yes, 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 you know, that's exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. Um it would help if the adult could empower the child to do various things. For example, I had never told the teacher or the recess supervisor about mm-hmm. this bullying. Mm-hmm. And it would, be, it would have been helpful to try that, for example. Right. If, if kids aren't fearful, they're going to get, you know, I'd be a tattletale. But um, I think that's important, too. I there remember when I, yeah, when I was bullied as a child, too, I had a, a little boy, uh, you know, about your same age, came up and smacked me on the face, and I thought, oh, this is not right. So I went and told right away, well, he got in a lot of trouble. And, um, you know, he just, um, you know, it, it was one of those things that were just awful because I'd never been smacked on the face before. And it was just on the playground, but I just knew it was wrong, and so he did, you know, he did get in trouble for it. But I did go right away and tell. Um, but a lot of kids are fearful of that too, or they don't. They they're fearful that you know because of reactions they may have at home of telling they're going to be minimized. Do you do you find that true? Um, yeah, uh, some bullies will tell the kid. You know, if you tell anybody, we're going to do X to you. And sometimes it's a group of kids mm-hmm. bullying, um, and the kid is afraid to have you know group fighting him or her. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I strong, part of the moral of my book is to tell people about bullying because they can comfort you, they can help you out, they can make you feel better about yourself. Um, 
and I sort of bottled this up inside of me, and it was a very traumatic period in my young life. Well, the, that's why your book, I think, is really good. And again, your book is on, on how the moon regained her shape. Uh, it's a nice hardbound book, and it talks basically about how the, you know, if we want to share a little bit about it, about the moon and the sun and their relationship. Uh, yeah, it is, by the way, also available in paperback. It is. Okay, great, because it's um, a wonderful gift, and I think, you know, now there's a, now there's a book that parents can read to kids early on about bullying but tell us a little bit about the story in the book uh in the book the sun bullies the moon making fun of of the uh of the moon and her appearance and how unimportant she is in the world and the moon like me as a kid was just is just totally devastated Mm -hmm. and she starts shrinking in a way my story is also a myth about why the moon changes shape at night Mm -hmm. So the moon shrinks, and uh, her friend the comet notices that she's shrunk and asks her what's wrong, and she tells the comet what has happened, and the comet tells her about a Native American woman on Earth who can help her. Mm -hmm. So the moon goes down, and she visits Round Arms, and Round Arms introduces the moon to various people on Earth who care about her a lot, and the moon starts to see that just because the sun doesn't like her doesn't mean that everyone dislikes her. Mm-hmm. And she slowly regains her self-esteem and her self-confidence and her happiness. Um, and by the end of the story, she's around full moon again. I see. That's very good. And that's a, just nice. The kids like to read stories. and That's something that even grandparents can read. Or this would be a great book, um, Janet, for people that have uh, in a psychologist's office, too. Um, for it too, and, and I know that we're going to talk about where you can buy the book too. I wanted to go and say, you know, what brought you to want to write the book about bullying? Did you find there was nothing else out there, or it was bothering you, or you just always wanted to tell the story? Um, over the years, I had talked to people about my bullying and found out that <coughs> other individuals were bullied about so many different things. Like, I was bullied for being tall and skinny. A friend was bullied for being fat. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's like, who has a perfect body? Mm-hmm. Uh, other friends were bullied for wearing glasses, for, you know, you name it, they were bullied. You know, their skin was a different color. If they weren't a perfect student, if they weren't the greatest athlete who ever trod the earth, um, it, it, it just just about anything can be used as an excuse for for bullying. Yeah, I think too. A lot of people that adopt internationally or um, um, they uh, adopt outside their race, they're seeing the kids um, many times because they see them as different or they're new. Um, that can just add to it too. So it's very important that uh, parents adopting um, are aware of this too, because it can happen. A lot of kids just don't come home and tell their parents too. Are there s- telltale signs that you could look for? Each child is going to be different, but obviously as a a parent or an adoptive parent, you know your kid, Mm -hmm. and you know when the child is behaving differently. Uh, My mom picked up right away that I didn't normally come home from school crying because I loved school, basically. Yes. I liked learning. I liked my teachers. You know, I I, I liked being in school, Um, and so she knew it was... Um, unusual behavior for me to come home sobbing. Mm-hmm. Um, another kid might express anger or might just get really quiet and withdrawn. You know your own kid mm-hmm. um, best. So I would watch for signs of, of different behavior. And one of my friends noticed that her daughter was just really moping after school one day, and she read to her 
um, Alexander's Terrible Awful. I can't remember the exact title, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's about a little boy. It was just a terrible day. Mm-hmm. And then after she read it, she said, well, you know, you had a day like that, too, didn't you, Ashley? And um, then Ashley told her about uh, being bullied because she was short. See, and that's great to have the book right there. You know, if you have little children, uh, you know, like your book, uh, to have right there to share, because otherwise you wouldn't have that bridge. Yeah, there, there are all sorts of ways to, to get at it, because many children like me don't really know how to process bullying, because I was basically a decent little girl. I was not an angel, mm-hmm. but I did not go around being nasty to other kids. Mm-hmm. And they probably thought you were an easy target. I think sometimes shy kids, or you were assessing everything, might have been just a a target, too, for kids that are just, you know, bullies overall. Yeah, um, some kids, uh, my assessment now is this little girl who bullied me all the time was a very unhappy person. Mm -hmm. And if bullying would have made her a happy person, you know, it might have been worthwhile, but it, it obviously wasn't working if she had to do this every day. Yeah, exactly. What happens if you are the parent of a bully? I mean, do you have some suggestions for that? For a parent that knows their kid is just a bully, they're a bully at home, they're a bully at work, a school probably, um, how can you, how can parents help with that? Clearly, the parents need to sit down with a kid and talk about the fact that just because someone looks different or acts different or behaves in a different way, um, that doesn't justify our treating that person in a mean or cruel way, Mm -hmm. and it definitely does not justify bullying. We need to talk to the kid about what's perhaps um, spurring the bullying. Mm -hmm. Is is the kid who's the bully... um, angry about something or frustrated about something, and we may have to teach kids better ways of dealing with that frustration. Some bullies may need um, psychotherapy, and some targets of bullies may also need psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. Um, Some kids just need to learn better ways of interacting with other people. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think sometimes kids have underlying problems with anger. And it's one way to put down somebody else, and I see that as adults, too. You know, um. A lot of it is, too, is what we model as parents or teachers or guardians or whatever we are. Um, kids will often imitate what they see at home. And yes, if, right. uh, in one case, a little boy told me that his father was bullying him, always calling him a wimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if the father was really concerned that the child wasn't strong enough, he could have been, you know, building up the child's muscles or teaching the child some sport or doing something constructive rather than just name-calling. Yeah, I think so, and I think a lot of parents don't realize, they think it's just teasing, that what they're saying to their children uh, are really painful, and they're really isolating their children and, and, and doing them a disservice. So a lot of times being brought up, you know, um, what what was going on in the 50s, a lot of times or 60s or whenever you were being brought up, is not appropriate, and we found that really hurts the kids. And um, sometimes just listening, but I encourage families to really, um, uh, to, you know, to hug their kids and love them, even if sometimes you don't feel like you like your child, um, you know, you've got to, to love them and, and not to uh, be really careful what you say because kids take that to heart and sometimes they reverse that knowing they can't take it out, out on the parent. They'll go out and, and take it out on another sibling or other people. And a lot of times these kids get in trouble with the law later on. And um, so a, a lot of dads and some moms actually uh, will say things like, you're driving me crazy, um, don't you ever shut up, things like this when they don't realize that's just a form of bullying too, don't you think? Yeah, I I don't think we always realize this. 
but as you say, kids are very sensitive, and they'll they can really fasten on to something that we say to them that we might have said in an offhand way when we were busy and rushing to get to an appointment or something. And obviously, we need to think twice before we uh, blurt out something. Yes, yeah, I think it's very important too. So. Through your, through your book, did you find that um, the response to your book was very positive on, on people using this for, um, for their children or um, helping others understand bullying? So where, uh, where yes. Uh, people have told me that, that kids as young as two have responded to the book. Hmm. Um, obviously, you have to be a two-year-old with a decent attention span. Sure. Not, they can't all sit still for that long. But... Um, Many people have told me that their kids, especially their kids who were being bullied, really identified with the moon and the story, and that they found the story comforting. Well, and what age is this written to? But, I mean, of course, adults can read it. Um, what, what are the uh, age groups that uh, would be, uh, is this written to? Well, the story is at a second grade reading level. Mm-hmm. So a good second grader could read it to himself or herself. Uh, younger children would probably need an adult or older sibling or other relative to to read it uh, uh, to them. But um, probably, I would say, from from age four up, the kids should be able to understand. I've gone to preschools and read the book, and the kids are really cute. You know, like sometimes they'll stop me in the middle and they say, the sun is mean. You Mm -hmm. know, they they get it. Yeah, they get it. They get it. You've won uh, Moonbeam Children's Book Award for this. And also the Children's Choice, which is given out by the um, project of the International Reading Association, uh, the Children's Book uh, Council. Uh, Those are some really wonderful honors. And the book is well written uh, on how the moon regained her shape. And, um, you know, it's been been super... uh, just having that. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you a couple more questions, um, uh, Janet, and we're going to take a quick break right now, and uh, we'll be right back after this moment. Uh, break with, again, with our author on, um, our author, Janet Heller, uh, her book, How the Moon Regained Her Shape, all about bullying and uh, bullying today for our children. We'll be right back. All children deserve a home, and Lifetime Adoption wants to help those children find a home. If you are starting to explore adoption, Lifetime can help you learn more and find the resources you need. Lifetime has been committed to supporting birth families and helping children for nearly 20 years. They offer guidance and encouragement during and after your pregnancy. At Lifetime, open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family, choose how much contact you want, and choose how you want the adoption to happen. The choice is up to you. Lifetime is known for their caring and genuine concern for the birth mother's well-being before and after adoption. They're able to provide adoption services to prospective adoptive families and birth parents from all over the nation. And Lifetime provides you with a 24-hour hotline for support and guidance. To find out more information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com. Give the gift of your home to a deserving child. Call 800-923-6784. Well, welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell, and today our um, 
Our, our host, our guest is um, Janet Heller, and we're talking about her new book, um, How the Moon Regained Her Shape. And it's all about bullying and uh, what goes on in your children's school and what you can do to protect them if you can protect them and how to really identify that and really help them. And this book has won quite a few awards. Um, Janet, so we were talking about, you know, using this book for a tool, too. What can teachers do when there's bullying? There's so many laws right now that that teachers can't do a whole lot with kids, Um, you know, giving tie out or whatever what can you suggest uh, if a teacher knows that there's bullying going on too it's important that their administrators back them up i've i've spoken at teachers conferences and some of them tell me that their administrators are just wonderful if they are trying to discipline a kid the principal or assistant principal will back them up and will talk to the kid in their office um but other teachers tell me that administrators just sort of um, think this is trivial, that there are so many other more serious problems, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And if, if, it isn't, if the bullying is not confronted and stopped and made a serious issue, the bullying will continue. And you can sometimes get some really dangerous uh, situations. I ran into to one child. I talked at his school and done some creative writing workshops uh, with the kids, and I ran into him at a book fair uh, a few months later, and his arm was in a sling. I said, what mm-hmm. happened? And he said that a bully in his school had pushed him off of uh, the jungle gym. Mm, you're kidding. And, I mean, so bullying is not just um, psychologically damaging and emotionally damaging. It can literally be a threat to the kid's life. I mean, mm-hmm. this kid could have fallen on his head and died. I mean, you know, thank God that didn't happen. Yeah. But um, um, a bully horrible. like that needs to be stopped. Yeah. And exactly. And I think a lot of people just don't realize uh, how serious it is and that, um, you know, uh, that just words. And bullying can be anything from pushing um, to calling names to touching, um, you know, what else? Throwing things at kids? Um, Unfortunately, there's now cyberbullying also mm-hmm. to add, you know, at least yes. when I was growing up, people didn't have access to computers. But yes. um, these days... Um, the worst that could happen in, in my high school, for example, was some one person would spread a rumor about you and maybe a few hundred people would know about it. Mm-hmm. But now if someone wants to spread a rumor, either true or false, on the Internet, um, millions of people can know about it at the touch of a few buttons. Yeah. And that can be really uh, harmful to kids. And there have been cases where kids have committed suicide because of this mm-hmm. kind of cyberbullying. Well, I think, too, there are some um, some really good uh, areas that people can go and they can do some monitoring of their children's um, computers, which I think are really important. There's um, some nanny watch type um, software. Um, there's another one called eBlaster, E-B-L-A-S-T-E-R. Um, uh, dot com and uh, it uh, is something it's software you put on your children's computer so you can get every keystroke and find out what's going on very important um, uh, that was used um, not very long ago for a girl that was being stalked by an older gentleman she was only 14 and so um, the parents found out about that I know that personally so uh, that he was planning on meeting her and uh, you know I think that if parents keep an, a better eye on the kids especially electronically with the bullying and stuff like that you can get a, a grip on it and have some proof too of this is going on um, so you know I think that's important I think your book is fabulous um, how the moon regained her shape uh, by um, Janet Heller 
Janet, I want to thank you for being on the show and um, sharing, you know, your knowledge about bullying and your personal experience, which I know can be still painful to this day. Um, but I think it's important that people hear about this, and I want to thank you for joining us on Let's Talk Adoption. Thank you for inviting me. It's, it's been a very positive experience to have written and published this book, and it's been very healing for me, too. Well, I hope people will go out and get it. I know that they can get it. Um, we've got a couple sites they can go to. You can get it on any bookstore site, but I also want to give the publisher site because you did give that information to me. If you can give that out now to our listeners so they can go ahead and, and, and get a hold of this book, um, that'd be great. The publisher is Sylvan Dell Publishing. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N. D-E-L-L, and then publishing.com. Um, and the S and the D and the P are, are capitalized in, in, in the website. And, and my book uh, is on that website. There's also information about me, about anti-bullying activities uh, as well. Okay, and again, the book, How the Moon Regained Her Shape. So I really appreciate it. I think it's a great book. I think people should buy this for gifts um, for anybody that has small children um, to have in their library of books to share with children ahead of time and maybe prevent some, some serious problems in their future. Thank you again so much, Janet, for being on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh-huh. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us today, um, our audience. And I want to remind you, if you have questions, you can send them to me at info at letstalkadoption.com and we'd like to know more about your feelings and what you'd like to have as far as topics too go to our site and you can also sign up for our uh, weekly newsletter Uh, it's uh, letstalkadoption.com you can read and we also have archives available too so I look forward to meeting with you next week again for another topic on Let's Talk Adoption this is Marty Caldwell until then God bless you have a wonderful week bye bye now Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.